0: To the Acolytes of Merlin. Uh, today today we'll be doing a, another t- a topical podcast, uh, this time about mostly architects and gardeners, so to speak, and we'll get and writing styles and we'll get more into that. Uh, but anyway, so we're your hosts Johnny. And John. And today we have a special guest. Hey, I'm Tim, special guest star. Yeah, so our friend Tim is here. Um, so I, we're going to be pretty freeform about this. I mean, we have general stuff we want to talk about. Uh, so freeform in, in the form of gardeners as opposed to architects. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are gardeners uh, today, as George or Martin would <laughs> say. So, uh, so I guess if we just define what architects and gardeners are, and kind of where those terms come from, just to start.
1: Well, see, architects build, build inside, and gardeners build outside.
0: Huh. So does that mean that if you're a gardener, you have to write outside all the time, and if you're an architect, you only write inside? I think
2: that is what
1: that means.
0: Okay. What
2: if you have a solarium, and then you can write both inside and outside? Then you win. Right? That's Yeah, yeah strictly, strictly <laughs> best.
1: No, but uh, for our purposes here, gardening as in writing is going to be generally not planning as much from the very beginning and just waiting to see where the writing and story and characters take you and art, art architects in general will um, outline more, build out and structure the the whole story and make make the structure a little bit more of a character as it were right in, yep. in extreme in extreme cases
0: right yeah, yeah. like we're, we're talking stephen king at that point <laughs> almost
1: but i was thinking more sanderson
0: well sanderson yeah yeah because sanderson it's sanderson uh is an architect with his plots, but a gardener with his characters in certain ways? I mean, obviously
2: there's overlap
0: in certain cases, but
2: yeah. And, and from a literary standpoint, or a more critical view, you can have um, organic versus mechanical. So organic being gardener, and then mechanical being uh, architect. Um And I I think it's impossible for any one author to escape being both at different times. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Frank Herbert is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. Like, the first book of Dune is very much a, a Gardner book, but the overall plot... I mean, he had to have known where he was going with this, so the overall series is architect. But book one is very much Gardner.
0: The, uh, real, I haven't read any of the sequels, but I've from just Grapevine and stuff I've heard about it, it doesn't sound very architect as far as like the sequels go. Or maybe I'm wrong and have just heard incorrectly. So
2: Frank Herbert and then J.K. Rowling both suffered from the same problem of a very popular initial offering. The original Dune book and then Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone, were massive hits. And the publisher, Hmm. uh, for both of them, said, okay, when's book two coming out? Hmm. And a lot of critics and then a lot of readers will agree for both series that the second book for both Dune and the Harry Potter series are the weakest um and I feel like a lot of that can be attributed to both of those authors being told, publish or perish, get book two out ASAP, we need to make money. Hmm. For an artist, like what the hell? Like you hmm. need you you have this initial success and you don't want to lose that, so you don't want to piss off your editor, you don't want to piss off your publisher. <laughs> so let's crank something out as quickly as possible, which inevitably leads itself to gardening. Like, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to write at the seat of my pants. Right. And, and both Rawling and Herbert both had massive overarching storylines that they knew were going to end. Right. I think in, in Dune Book 1 and 2, and then in Harry Potter Book 1 and Book 2, there are very slight clues and indications of what book six and seven looked like. Right, but yeah. But I, I feel like from an architect's standpoint, both authors, as they were getting farther in the series, said, okay, these things have already happened. How do I then take those plot elements and turn them into what I want the overarching storyline to be? So I feel like both of them are more gardeners in their writing style, but architects in their overarching plot lines. That... Can we say that that is somewhat a
1: pattern and wait, across sorry, the board?
0: Real quick before we like continue, I want to say... Uh, I should have said this earlier, but we'll be talking about a lot of different series and authors throughout this. Uh, we will mostly stick to higher level, writer stuff, but if we're going to talk about plot points, I, we will give a spoiler warning. Uh, just so I'll just kind of say that as a blanket right now, and then we'll address specific spoilers for specific books or series as we, if we're going to go into that.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Okay,
0: sorry. Anyway, you're saying
1: the pattern of being a, a gardener in individual books as opposed mm. to a, an architectural, because you're kind of putting yourself in a corner if you take a gardening approach to a larger work, Mm -hmm. I think, largely. Whereas if you do it based on certain small-scale storylines, then you're going to kind of fill out the meat of the thing without jeopardizing um, the larger architecture of the series, which is built in order to make it possible to have this infrastructure right. to work within in the first place. Otherwise you don't know what what it's going to end up being.
2: I think though most authors are going to be like that, but let's look at Stephen King with the Dark Tower. Dark Tower book one is he, the the overall series as architect, but Dark Tower book one is you an architect I, book. You meant Gardner. You mean the Dark Tower is a series as Gardner. No. You
0: think that The Dark Tower as a series is an architect work.
2: I feel as though he knew exactly where he wanted to end that book. I, Stephen King himself... The book or the, the series? series. The
0: series. Okay, the series.
2: Okay. Yes. But I feel like book one is an architect book. Because if you look at the very end, when Roland has his palaver with... Was it Walter O'Dim Or yeah. was it... Okay, because the guy has like a bazillion names, but <laughs> yeah. J.F., what, what, or sorry, R.F., whether RF, it's Randall or Flagg or whoever, but, um, or John Parson or whatever. Right, um, but the palaver that he ends at the end of the book, and he draws the three cards, and is told, you're going to encounter X, Y, and Z, I feel like Stephen King knew exactly where he was going for his next two right, books. which
0: led into the best book in the series, book two. But... Book two is amazing.
2: <laughs> Anyways. But I feel like book one in that series is very much an architect book. I feel like two oh. and three are more Gardner books in the series. And, and that also brings up a book, good Some, point.
0: Somewhat, although I, I think five, six, and seven are generally more Gardner
2: than two oh, and I three. Oh, I agree. Well, but, so here's the thing. So, book four, middle of the series, is the prequel esque because book four is Roland before he had done anything. Roland as a teenager, Roland getting started with with everything. Books one, two, and three, we hear about uh, you know Susan Delgado and how he's in love with this person and how. Susan is in in his heart. So we have three full books. Book one being a normal-sized novel, but two and three being meatier books. We finally get to book four, and as a reader, we get all these questions answered. I think book four could be both architect and gardener in that. I'm sure Stephen King had an idea of who Susan Delgado was to Roland in book one. Right, but to so the world and the reader in specific, right. and the like... Right,
1: and the actual storyline. Right. right, yeah. yeah. So it's had, not necessarily...
2: Maybe like, maybe like 30% architect and 66%... Um, Which, I can it?
1: say with relative certainty that the very ending of the series, he did not know for Yes, for time. he himself has that, said that. Yes, yes. yes. That,
0: that I would probably... Yeah,
1: that I would probably like... But,
0: Say, regardless, this what like the ending, ending. Well, Stephen <laughs> For King. That know.
1: <laughs> this is, what we have to take into consideration with Stephen King is that he often talks about his role as a writer as one who discovers, hmm, who right. gets these almost divine revelations about what the story is going to be. Particularly with the end he has said, I saw that it would end this way. It was inevitable that it is going to end this way. It is mm. not so- something I decided, it is something I saw.
0: hmm B- Basically when he's writing it the more he wrote it was like I can't this I can't see it going any other way. Basically.
1: Right, but it was I think it's he's presenting it less as a logical deduction of these other things are not going to work and this thing is going to work. It just it reveals itself. Yeah, that because makes- of what has already come.
2: No, that makes that's interesting. Hmm. But that being said, um, I feel like a lot of authors probably encounter that same situation where an author will have this great plot concept and they start writing and they inevitably get to a point where like, oh, either I'm contradicting myself or I've painted myself into a corner or I've decided that, you know what, this isn't going to work and I need to scrap everything. And I think Stephen King, being able to master both architect and gardener, was able to paint himself into a corner and then still have a completed room, if that makes sense. Right. Now, I will say this, with,
0: I think, with Dark Tower is that there are certain... This is more a value, partially valued judgment thing. of you, you need... With Dark Tower, you similar to this is a... This is a uh, Pandora's box that I'm about to open but was similar to like Lost the TV show You do, there is a certain point in both in the series with Dark Tower where you just have to be think okay he's just kind of running with it to a certain extent I just kind of have to run with it and just say okay I'm just going to accept what he's doing and if you don't that's fine you're probably not going to enjoy a lot of the series but like it is very enjoyable and there's a lot to gain from that if you accept okay there's some stuff he's going to might contradict or go back on but he's just kind of going with it so I'm just going to kind of go with it and
1: a, I think it's really important that you appreciate the journey
0: yes you could say one could say because I have to say this it's the journey before destination <laughs> mm-hmm. <And laughs> uh, suffice
1: it to say that that is nowhere more um, you know Effectively communicated than in The Dark Tower, in my opinion. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. No way. No way. Those
0: are uh, those are quite the fighting words. Um, uh, but what if I don't enjoy parts of the journey of The Dark Tower? <laughs> 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 then does that still hold true? <laughs>
1: it does it does does. because you're not supposed to enjoy the entire journey there are things you're supposed to learn from there are things that you are supposed to um continue on and repeat and other things that you uh try not to do again and that's the meaning of knowing the journey of your life
0: what if i look at parts of the dark tower and say i don't care this is dumb (laughs) (laughs) All right, that was reductive. But. Yes, very reductive. <laughs> Anyways. I, I um, think it's the hallmark of a good I, John, author. That well, but, John was firing shots at me and the Stormlight Archive, oh, but that's a full... Which I haven't read yet, so... <laughs> right, But yeah, so to no, bring to a series that, that uh,
2: you've at least read, yes. um, it is the hallmark of a great author to create, and I feel like this is more gardening than anything else, to create individual scenarios where you as the reader feel helpless and you as the reader feel lost and you as the reader feel like I don't want to be on this journey and I feel like the Expanse series does that multiple times very well I
0: I agree although this is I'm going to semantics and say not necessarily I don't want to be on this journey but like I understand why these characters don't want to be on this journey
2: um, um. Well, so so let me bring to um, specifically book seven. So are you gonna? Is it gonna be a spoiler? Do no, I this will be this will be spoiler free. Book other, seven of which series? Of the Expanse series. Okay, but book seven, the pro all of the protagonists and all of the characters that you're rooting for are all down on their luck. All of them are getting beaten down, and all of them are being yes. repressed. And as a reader, yes. I remember vividly thinking, I don't want this to happen. I do not feel good that these characters are suffering in this way.
1: Yes, I, uh, like this feels
2: I, like, this feels like too much.
1: No, it, was, I, it no. was
2: more like I'm relating to this character so much that I personally am feeling the struggles that they're feeling. I don't know that an architect view could ever achieve that sort of emotional connection. No, I, I feel like it, it has to be a gardener view, like to be to have that sort of minutia.
0: Right, and there's a particular book, eight uh, characters arc that is uh, that, that I think is I'm not going to not spoiling it keeps that feeling of. The authors knew that this character was generally going to be pretty, s- pretty stuck in a particular space, and that that feel and kind of you felt that feeling of that's really bad, and, and they but they but they kind of s- and there were certain decisions that they made in book eight in particular where it's, where they said this is this. Situation is really sucks. It really sucks. With the characters they think it really sucks, and it does. Yeah. And then and they and they let you sit in that for a while, or like or just in general let you just sit in that. And I do think that the gardener, like you said, like the gardener, you're getting more into the thoughts and the feelings, which is more of. Uh, 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 what, what do you i no,
1: i i just don't i don't sorry i'm i don't I don't buy necessarily that an architect cannot create those experiences because even though it is um intentionally built it can still be built in such a way that like okay because these things have happened before and because i intend this arc to happen the way that it is, and I intend these arcs to coincide in such a way that you are getting this holistic sense of despair, you're still going to get that holistic sense of despair.
2: No,
0: I, I agree with that. So I two points on that quickly. So I think I, I, I guess I'm more saying that the, the way that the authors, this is that more just a comment on the authors in The Expanse agreeing with Tim are particularly effective with this and while parts of the series are definitely architect, you can tell they kind of gardenered parts of the character stuff, which really works. Uh, kind of knowing the greater plot points of those characters we're going to. Uh, what I'm going to say about the gardener stuff is the ending of the first Mistborn trilogy is one of the most masterfully craft- architected endings or conclusions, I should say, ever. And that was very architected from the start of the first book. Um, And you still get those feelings of, like, you're experiencing those emotions and feelings with the characters. So, so yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. I guess I was just making a distinction of... For those two particular series, it worked... Differently, but wow! Despite parts of one being more gardener character-wise, and one being more architect. but well,
1: you're saying that the larger part of well, then you get like emotional slash um kind of wonder at the sort of turnaround that happens um, as far as your understanding of world events and and the and the building of the world mm-hmm. that that was created through a very art. Um, an architected, um, you know, creating the sense of how things work early, and then slowly upending them over the course of the trilogy, and that adds to the sense of with misform. Oh, yes, yeah. and the, the sense of oh my god, as you as you get to the conclusion.
0: Yes, and, and I'm also. I mean, I I am as a as someone self proclaimed like Sanderson is my favorite. Author, like from a kind of holistic point of view, uh, I, so I'm. He's generally more he. Well, Sanderson architects his plots and gardeners a lot. Of, not all of, but like certain like architect or gardeners a lot of his characters stuff with certainly within each book. Um. So I, I am, I, and I guess I was more agreeing to what Tim was saying about the gardener stuff in the Expanse. But as myself being someone that. Like really appreciates, like really appreciates forethought and uh, certain payoffs, like expectations and payoffs that are more uh, going to come more often from an architect point of view, as far as setup slash expectation and payoff.
2: I think a lot of what we've been talking about, though, is an author will have an idea of where he wants to start and the middle, and the end, which is architect, but then everything else fills in the middle, which is gardener. So is there a way to definitively dis- define, Sorry. definitively decide, is someone an architect or a gardener? Because if we're going with the basic ideas and going more of a like a critical view, if we're going mechanical, mechanical is everything builds upon itself. Okay. Which is going to be more the architect. So it's mm-hmm. like we're building a structure and we know where that structure is going. Right. So from point A to point B to point C to point D, we have a clear map versus organic, which is we have this great idea to start and we're going to see this idea bloom and figure out where we're going to go as that idea blooms. Yeah. So is it fair to mm-hmm. say that all these, all these concepts that we're talking about as gardening concepts well, they were thinking about this and they were germinating that, blah, 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 but they knew where they were going in the end, is that inevitably a gardener concept? Or is it an architect concept because the end game was in, in sight, but they didn't know how to fill in the middle? And
1: does that speak to not only how it's difficult to separate the two, yep. mm-hmm. but that it's also right. difficult mm-hmm. to trace as a reader, yes. to trace one versus the other? Yes. yep. And, I,
2: I, and I'm going to... Put some limitations on this. We've been talking a lot about science fiction and fantasy series, right. which
0: which typically is going to be the norm. I think I know where you're going with this. I, I don't think
2: guys. I know. I'm going to challenge you. I don't think you have any idea where I'm going with this. All right, that's fine. Go ahead. But <laughs> it is it is the rare breed to have the standalone one. Are you about to talk about Ender's game? <laughs> no. Oh Okay. Never mind. The, the one <laughs> science fiction or fantasy book. I knew exactly where you were going with that. Where do you think I'm going? Oh, you're not done. No, I was going to say, I have a book in mind that I'm thinking of. Okay, I don't have a book in mind. Let's talk about Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five. Oh, God.
0: Uh, Admittedly, I haven't read it. I
2: haven't read it. (laughs) Oh, okay. I know. So, um, (laughs) uh, let's put my my English major cap on. Yeah. So, the one thing that's really important to note about the book and the author is that Vonnegut is an American who was a World War II veteran, Mm -hmm. and Kurt Vonnegut was a survivor of the bombing of Dresden. Okay. And the bombing of Dresden for a long time really wasn't that well known. Because the, the air raids in London were a big thing. The attacks on Berlin with the Red Army coming in like, were a big thing. There were so many other like the, the, uh, the invasion of Paris was a big thing. Stalingrad. Stal- yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So many other things were a huge thing but Dresden, eh? But Dresden
1: is Dresden.
2: Dresden is on a river. I know that much. I don't remember which river. And this will come into a later part of the conversation. But Dresden was the cultural hub of Germany, Mm -hmm. and Dresden got the shit bombed out of it. Hmm. And that's
0: interesting because Hitler really like, valued a lot of art. Right. So that's, like, really... Which is why
2: when the British and the Americans bombed Dresden, it was a big deal to the Germans. Because, again, like, Dresden, Germany, let's fuck this up. Right. So Slaughterhouse-Five, the main character is a veteran who was there during the bombings of Dresden. As an author, Vonnegut probably thought, I need to write about my personal experiences in Dresden. I Hmm. saw this beautiful city get bombed. I was part of this beautiful city getting bombed. And I need to write about this. Hmm. From there, is he a gardener or an architect? In a standalone book.
1: I, with the, with the information that you've given me, I would say Gardner. Yeah, p- prob- probably. If... Having an idea of a theme is yes. not enough to be an architect, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah. architect our, 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 maybe if not, yeah, I, I would agree with what John was saying with that. And like, and I I,
2: w- I would agree that Slaughterhouse Five is more of a Gardner book, um, especially with with the concepts and the themes. And Vonnegut was an author who had very few sequel. I don't know. I can't even say if any of his books were sequels, but there were like slight interconnections. Hmm. Um, he had an alias of Kilgore Trout and Kilgore Trout was a main character in Bluebeard, but Kilgore Trout wrote the epigram of the book of, I want to say Sirens of Titan. Um, and then was like mentioned in Slabstick. So, it like so it's like interconnection. Right. But it wasn't an immediate sequel. Right. So there was so again, it's like, like John, it's like a, hoid or a... <laughs> So like, it's, it's one yeah, main it's universe. Story. Yes, <laughs> um, but yeah. um, for a standalone book, I think he he wanted to write about his experiences in Dresden and put a science fiction spin on it. I feel other authors might have said, "I want to write a travel log or a personal journal," hmm. and that inevitably would have been an architect. Version, like I'm going to journal to talk
0: about that same thing.
2: Right, and even mm. if even if it had been a fiction of, and, and uh, have any of you seen the movie The uh, The Pianist? No, Adrian Brody won the Oscar for it.
0: No, I haven't. Uh, and
2: I want to say 2001. Uh, he kissed Halle Berry. Um, but the um, the movie was about uh, an actual. It was nonfiction. But it was mm-hmm. about a piano player who was hiding in Germany from the Nazis, mm-hmm. and it might have been Poland. I correct me if I'm wrong, but he gets discovered in like these ruins, and it mm-hmm. just so happens that there's a piano there, okay. and he plays Chopin Ballad Number One in G Minor. <laughs> um and like the Nazi who finds him is just, like you are such a beautiful piano player I'm, I can't let li- I can't Kill- take yeah. you in like just go and he ended up oh, like surviving that's and, um you know survived he lived and that, again why the story is his but um he was able to take that nonfiction and turn it into this beautiful story so with a nonfiction or a personal experience, inevitably, it becomes an architect thing because these are my personal experiences and I want to insert A, B, C, D, E. So So with Kurt Vonnegut, as someone who had survived the bombings of Dresden and having been responsible for the bombing of Dresden, is there any way for him to escape having that architecture model knowing that his personal experiences were going to be so prolific in his writing?
0: Maybe... Not in that context, unless he was, like, very, in, very intentional. And right. I, oh, 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 sorry, you're saying escape the architect. I, right. I, I mean, well, okay, so I, this is, maybe then we're getting back to, like, intent versus, like, so, like, going back to, I, I like what John was saying. Of a theme is not necessarily enough to say whether say that you're a gardener or sorry, sorry say you're an architect so like if you're running all those experiences you might still write about them in a gardener way despite knowing vaguely where you want
2: things well I don't know can you do that though can you have an architect plot line and an architect mindset and do gardening right. writing can you can both happen at the same time and, and
0: this is a reason I've read slaughterhouse fly so I I, I'm, I may, I'm seeing this without having like a point of reference to this but
1: well what you told you told us two things that I want to highlight one of them was that he took this nonfiction experience and made a story out of it yes the other is that he would have wanted to hit points a b c D and E right those two things can coincide. But, I agree. But I'm I, most of the time I'm inclined to think that they don't because when I hear that you're making a story out of this, it's like you are, for the most part, not trying to totally mirror what happened. Now, maybe he does have those points and that's it. And he's like, he's filling in the rest with stuff that didn't really happen. So that is possible. If that is the case then I would say that there is a large architectural element to the writing because you have to have these different things, but then you garden within those gaps. Hmm.
2: So is it then fair to say that an architect can create four, five, six garden beds? And create oh, a specific like I want to plant petunias there and gardenias there and azaleas there and hostas there, does it still count as architect or garden? Like can you say no you're cheating in one way or the you're, other? You're
1: describing architecture in gardening terminology by this point.
2: Hmm. But but am I? I mean that, that and that's the question I'm trying to raise is if I'm going to say I'm going to create four flower beds. And see what happens in those flower beds. Am I gardening or am I architecturing? And you're well. So
0: maybe part of it is like, what is your end goal? So an art. So in that, in your specific example, I would say you're still a gardener because the your, your question, you're kind of asking the question of what's going to happen when I do this. Whereas an architect would say, I'm trying to get here. How right. do I get to here? Like, I want to have my garden look like this. How does my garden look like this?
1: Right, As yeah, opposed yeah, to, like... If you're doing it before the fact or after right. the fact in a certain way. Yeah. Like, if you have these these gardening beds, you are putting certain things in place. But because they're starting points, it's like if, you know, if you have are starting with certain characters and you know that one of these characters... Has this particular race and gender, and you're like, okay, because of this particular race and gender, they're going to react a certain way about this, or it's going to go mm-hmm. in, in 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 this general direction. I wouldn't call that being an architect.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no, I would.
1: Yeah, I would agree. With
0: it. I would generally agree with that. But again, I, yeah, I would at least on a philosoph- like philosophical, level, agree with that. I, I, again, I've not read Sludgehouse Five, so I. <laughs> oh,
1: but yeah. But I would yeah, I would generally agree with that. So um, you were so you weren't talking about player piano that one time? No, I was
2: not. Oh that takes me back. Oh wow. <laughs> oh <laughs> You've read Player Piano, but you haven't read Slaughterhouse? I Five.
1: started player piano. Okay. So therefore I know of player piano. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about Vonnegut and then suddenly we were talking about the pianist movie, and I was like Wait, no. <laughs> I, I think I lost track here. Are we talking about player piano? <laughs>
2: no, I, I had a huge vonnegut kick for a long time. Like Bluebeard, slapstick. Oh, slap, slapstick yeah, is a... weird. Like people like get a designated last name, and like it, it's just weird. It, good, but weird. Um, Don't we all get a designated last name? Well, no, because your last name would get like removed from you. Oof. Oh, yeah. You oh. would, no, would no longer be helper. You he would be like so in the, in the book. Like the main character's last name is now Daisy. Anyone else who has the last name of Daisy is part of your family. Oh, so it's like like you're like almost shuffled every like yes. each
1: person is like shuffled when they're born almost. Yeah, and it, but it's like <laughs> a family prompt. unit is determined by the state. Yeah. We, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think we should at least some architect and gardener stuff. Oh, I'll i only say this on, I guess only, with, with in regards to like Sanderson and I do want I mean I do want to touch on Stormlight because it's me but like like it it's Stormlight is kind of the definition of Sanderson architecting his plot but gardenering in part his characters. Um, I mean, largely to. Very Largely, it's an architected series because of how extensively he outlines it. I mean, he. Like. Because, yeah, because of how extensively he outlines it. But there are, in particular, certain characters that you can tell are more gardenered. That, like, Shallan is more gardenered in general, I think. Um, uh, and, like, some others, like, are, I think, generally more architected. But, I. Um, but, like, in general, s- the Stormlight Archive would largely be what I would think of as, like, this... Is, when I think of, like, an architect, that's kind of what I think of. D- just because of... At least, again, more from a plot point of view of... Like, so, someone asked Brandon at a, um, like, signing or something a while, years ago. They asked, like, what book are you look- looking forward to writing most? So, The Stormwater Graves is going to be a 10-book series, for those that don't know. And he, Brandon just Sanderson just answered book 10, and that was it. So, you know, he's thought, at the very least, he's thought so far into the future with this that he knows, like, at least some semblance of these are the big plot points that are going to be hit in, like, at the end. <laughs> um... But yeah, that, and then, yeah, so, that I, I would say, Stormlight for me would generally be this is what an architect, like, the, at least plot-wise looks like, largely speaking, uh, although the missed one ending is kind of like that, like I said, but, um, uh, I, a song of fire oh, all okay. well, go ahead. I was going
2: to say, so, making it more personable and topical, as readers... Are are any of us aware, or do we think about as we're reading, do we feel as though, oh, this was Gardner or Architect? Do we feel like, oh, this big surprise that was revealed was thought out a long time ago? Or like, oh, I totally didn't see that coming, and I wonder if like the author stumbled upon that. Think, and so, does that impact well, the reading experience? so I, I,
0: I, I'm going to go to an example that is not from reading. So, spoilers for Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back for anyone <gasps> who hasn't seen it. <laughs> but I am your but. It's a spoiler warning, just for all the people that haven't seen the movie. I am your father was not in a New Hope. Right. So that is a technically a gardener. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. That is a. That was so that was that was not good. I'm done. <laughs> that was. That that is one of the biggest twists in anything ever, and it was a Gardner moment. So, I mean, Gardner, at least, like, they thought of it at some point when they were writing... Like, in
2: episode four, they had no idea that Vader was Luke's father, and then in episode five, as they were creating it, they're like, wait a second, wouldn't it be amazing if... Right. And then, like, oh, also, wouldn't it be awesome if Leia and Luke were brother and sister... (sighs) <sighs> yeah, well. <laughs> um, but then, so you take those Gardner moments in Episode 5 as pillars. How does that impact Episode 6? Does Episode 6, having those Gardner moments, turn into a Gardner episode or a Architect episode? Oh, boy. Because uh, the revelation of Han and Leia on Endor... We're just like oh like you know someone else is like is like no like we, like or like Luke you love him it's like well yes of course okay which why don't I get in your which way is a great And it's scene. like no he's my brother and then Hans is like was that a gardener or an architect well moment? okay so now so I think
0: and we're also getting very nitty gritty yes right now. we're getting okay now we're getting pretty nitty gritty but I feel. I said spoilers, and I feel generally safe getting nitty-gritty about the Star Wars original trilogy <laughs> from just a pop culture point of view. But I, so, Architect, if I think, it, I, I think now it gets tricky. So, you're if you're defining it as anything starting from when George Lucas started making A New Hope, anything that was not planned out in A New Hope would, vary by how we've been discussing stuff, be Gardeners. But like, but but it also gets into. I, I would say it, it's gardened from A New Hope, but like I don't know enough about someone might know more about the creative process of Empire and Return of the Jedi, as far as how much some of that was for was like thought out ahead. I don't I don't
2: know. If I want to talk about the. The sequel sequels, okay. So the sequel, Force Awakens the sequel trilogy, okay. yeah. The sequel, so potential spoilers yeah. um, for <laughs> Force Awakens is a beautiful, wonderful movie, and I love it, and mm-hmm. I think it is the best movie of the sequel trilogy. Okay. And episode eight and nine suffered from. Oh boy! What do we do with the story? moving forward. So, it, like, I'm not going to, like, talk about, or I don't want to no. get into the the deeds no, I, of this, God. but yeah, with, with both 8 and 9, from an architect slash gardener standpoint... It's
0: not an architect.
2: <laughs> exactly. Like it's the I furthest furthest
0: thing from an architect. I felt
2: like episode 7 was yeah. this beautiful garden where all these great things bloomed. Right. And all this potential happened. And from there... It was just a shit ton of weeds. And then, episode eight, like, it was a shit ton of weeds, and, like, let's hack the weeds and mow the grass and see what else grows from there. And I feel you're, like... you
0: for Rise of Skywalker, that's what yes, Abrams did.
2: Yes, and and then, I'll, but, but also, you know, I'm going to talk about Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Right. I feel both of them, because they were so gardener and organic-based... Okay. Um... And with the organic aspect, in, in a series, in a sequence, one leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next. Right. And this isn't going to be controversial, but J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, J.J. Abrams, J.J. Right. Abrams basically saying, oh, yeah, episode eight, let's just pretend that doesn't exist. Except for, like, two plot points. Right. So yeah. he was trying to make things organic by dropping a huge segment. Right. And you can't do that organically. Or architecturally, you could. Architecturally, you could say, I have this huge foundation and I have some gaps in the foundation, but I can still bridge across. Had Kathleen Kennedy at Disney oh, decided that she wanted to have an yeah. overarching storyline, right. story could have made it work. Yeah. I. But um, the fact that it was three Gardner movies, three organic right. movies that pretend the other gardens didn't exist. Well, and,
0: and with a trilogy, with trilogies in particular, like what a trilogy structure in general does best is it allows for a tight story to be told. Right. And the sequel trilogy is anything but a tight story. I, I'm not making that as a value judgment again about those movies. I, well, this is not a Star Wars podcast with me. I've, This is a Pandora's box, but it's, they, they are not, like you said, they are not, that trilogy was not architected from the start. Now, the giant asterisk, I would say, to a lot of this with the Star Wars sequel trilogy in particular, is that a lot of that, and this is maybe just a larger, well, I guess it is in part just a different in mediums of books versus film of, you have this, Generally going to be more creative like cooks in the kitchen so to speak for like a movie or movie series than there will be for like a book series mm-hmm. and so you're going to have more conflicting visions for like a movie series than you will for a book series in general uh, with a couple exceptions but like but and so I think that a lot of the inconsistency with the architect versus gardener viewpoint of the Star Wars sequel trilogy can without kind of just saying it, is is largely due to they behind the scenes within Lucasfilm, they didn't know, they didn't, Lucasfilm was not organized in how they were going about the sequel trilogy. And so I'm not defending or attacking anything with that. I'm just saying that with the behind the scenes, either drama or however you want to look at it, that stuff that was going on behind the scenes didn't didn't really leave room for the sequel trilogy to be architected
2: in a particularly tight way. Could we say then, in a trilogy, and let's look at the sequel trilogy, had Force Awakens been an anchor, a garden anchor, right. to have then architected Episodes 8 and 9? It didn't happen, but could that have happened with that trilogy? Yes, and I feel like absolutely. you could have a garden right. that turns into an architect storyline. Yes, no, absolutely. I, I, right. I thought that was
1: kind of how it was going to go. Yes. <laughs> um, That's what I was hoping with, for. With that said, um, even Force Awakens, as many have pointed out, does have the very loose new hope. Architecture. It
0: it, 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 fought, it it hits the same. I'm gonna. I'll say it. Force Awakens hits the same big picture. Joseph Campbell points that a New Hope does, and some of the same like
2: plot points. <laughs> and is that a problem, though? No. I and, mean, and we. Uh, it, it depends. Outside on of me. of us talking right now, you and I have talked about how you can have a basic structure and still have an enjoyable experience. And I'm gonna go to music and music theory. Like, most pop songs are built upon the same chords, <laughs> yeah. and you can have a 1, 4, 5, 1, or a 1, 6, 4, 5, 1, mm-hmm. or a 1, 6, 4, 5, 5 of 5, going to right. 7 of 5 to new keychains, that sort of thing. Right. And you can have a bunch of songs do that same structure and still have a song They're like, oh, I love this song. This right. is an amazing song. Yeah. This is like, I'm going to listen to this over and over and over again. It's using the same foundation as hundreds of other songs, but you still love it more than other songs. Right. So there's nothing wrong with Force Awakening taking the structure of New Hope and making it its own movie with that same structure.
0: No, I I, I agree. This is kind of... It is some of the Joseph Campbell stuff of a lot of stories or right. kind of r- repeat similar themes or ne- uh, large narrative structures and that type of
2: thing. And going with the architecture theme, there is nothing wrong with saying I'm going to architect this pre-existing plot... But I'm going to add a couple of flourishes that make it amazing.
0: Yeah. No. I, that, or
2: not amazing, but like make it catchy. different.
0: Yeah, yeah. Catch, that like, everyone's going I, to enjoy I, I like it. that word. Yeah. I like yeah. the word catchy. For that. Yeah.
1: I think it was always going to be the right move to start, what was it, 40 years later? Yeah, like 30, 30 years, years, yeah, 30 years later. So, yeah. Going to start, um, well, I mean, from A New Hope. Yeah, is is going to start on the same footing to be like, okay, we are doing a return to form thing. This is, this is Star Wars. This was something that worked very well, and th- there are story elements that are not dated.
2: Yeah, right. in, When
1: it comes down to it, yeah. So you do that. You you have a reliable vehicle to get. The audience used to the new storytellers and the new and the new directing storytelling techniques, and then you go off and do your own thing, which they did. But right, <sighs> but and, and, well, and it's, it's, which in, and this is
0: partially the art, par, talks partially the art of Gardener stuff partially just not. But like initially, it was Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and then Colin Trevor who was the Jurassic World director. It, it became obviously Abrams, Ryan Johnson, Abrams. And so now, and without going into this can of worms, I enjoy, I ultimately enjoy every movie of the sequel trilogy for various reasons. I also recognize all various shortcomings of all the sequel trilogy movies. That's a whole different discussion. But you can't have, like, it, it, the way that that trilogy kind of went. Logistically, just with even just with the director vision, it it, it it wasn't going to look like a. It just wasn't going to look like a
1: cohesive
0: thing, and so like because said, there was
1: there there was there even needed to be from the very beginning there needed to be a just a little bit of architecture. Right, that, Yeah. Which,
0: which? 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 Yeah. Like which is is again a more random comment of they. So Lucasfilm basically jettisons all of the. Everything not the movies, Clone Wars, Rebels, like all the non quote unquote canon books, for the reason that they wanted to make everything have a story group that was dedicated to making this thing look cohesive. And then your, which maybe some of the books and some, some of the stuff, there's some continuity, but your main flagship trilogy looks anything but cohesive. And so.
2: <laughs> well, and that, so. That brings up an interesting point, and I want to talk about the Mandalorian TV show yeah because that started out as the first two episodes being amazing and baby Yoda, which is not gonna be a spoiler because baby Yoda is everywhere, everywhere right now. Yes. but episodes three four five six seven were like typical monster of the week episodes but then you get to episode seven, which is the traditional bank heist episode. That, yes, that was. And I, so I nice. love a bank, like, with Peter Capaldi in Doctor Who, the bank heist episode for that, loved every second of it. I love a good bank heist episode. Um, and then when you get further from that, episodes nine and ten of Mandalorian, and anyone listening, if I'm got the episode numbers wrong, I apologize, but, a big criticism of The Mandalorian was this is just monster of the week. This is just one episode after another after another, aka organic gardener, 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 gardener. We're just going from one episode to the next. And then you get to episodes eight, nine, and 10, and you're like, Oh, wait, everything's being drawn together. Everything, there's a common thread. And Doctor Who was a master of doing that as well. Yes. So is there a way then to. Garden with an overarching architect theme as well.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I and mean, again, yeah, I, I think a lot of that comes down to the creative team and like who's involved. in Mandalorian, it was John Favreau and Dave Filoni was involved. Dave Filoni is just the master of Star Wars, but that's a Oh, whole different Favreau, <laughs> D- yeah. Happy,
2: happy off. fighting, Black Widow in the boxing ring, <laughs> but, um. So one thing that we've all been talking about is series, series, series. And I brought up Slaughterhouse-Five as an individual book. But can we think of any individual science fiction, fantasy books, or even TV shows, movies, that are just like an individual block? And outside of, like, Vottengain and Slaughterhouse-Five... In, in terms of, like, what in ju- like... Like, talking about, like, is this an, an organic or mechanical, is this a gardener or an architect book there, idea?
1: There's Heinlein. And I, there's there's Stranger in a Strange Land, which okay. admittedly I have not read for a while. Mm. But it certainly felt very gardner E. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything... At, at Ender's Game is architect.
2: Well, but, that, but that's not a standalone item, because there's, well, Ender's Game. there's okay, it's a series. It's, it's
0: not, but the sequels to Ender's Game are... Like you can read Enders Game, and that's a complete story. Uh, yes, like, I will agree so, with that. Yes, because the, the, you, like you can read the sequel, so we, like, we can limit this to, like yeah. first in a series, right? Yeah, not knowing it was going to go so farther. for
2: example, like because Dune could also be the same right, thing,
0: and then, and then without spoiling a lot, whereas, missed, whereas
2: you could also read the
0: miss the first missed one. I'll
2: disagree. <sighs> you it, it, same with like um Song of Ice and Fire, like that was no, definitely. No, no.
0: Like the I, I, series, the, I the the think one is the same. I, I think the first Mistborn book is more um, definitely than a Game of Thrones. Right, it's more like the 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 central conflict of the first Mistborn book is resolved in the first Mistborn book, and that's where I would differentiate it. Whereas the central conflict in A Song of Ice and Fire is not resolved in a Game of Thrones. I would, yes, I would
2: agree that, with that. that, 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 that and where, then the central is, conflict in Mistborn is the exact same resolution of the first book of Dune. Of, like, we've overthrown uh, the antagonistic uh, um, power? Yeah. No I, I mean, have, no, I mean, like, in, in both... But in, I I might have to... No, in Mistborn and in Dune. No, like spoiler, well. I have to edit some of that. Well, that's fine. Anyways. um, But, so so is there any one standalone does not continue on to a further series like entry that we can think about
0: yeah so what I'm thinking of is The Ocean at the End of the Lane well a couple, a couple. The Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman which is my favorite um book by Neil Gaiman uh
2: and, and you bringing that up means I'm going to then talk about American Gods after this. But
0: yeah, I, I like it more than American Gods because it's not as long and whatever. But like, as the person that was all these, whatever. Yeah. So, um, I think without spoiling stuff from the book, it is a Ocean of the Lane is a frame narrative and there are parts that might have been gardened, but well, I think maybe that's almost a good example of where the reader can't quite tell how much was architected and how much was gardened, because Neil game is amazing right. at that. Because, like in parts, I'm like, I think this book was garden because he he wanted to explore certain themes about kind of like certain he wanted to explore certain themes, and the book just kind of does that. But like, it, it's hard to not think that he didn't have certain specifics that he wanted to get to. Uh, and say, well, American Gods, I think there's maybe a a couple more architect things with American Gods. Yeah. But, one thing, the big, the kind of main thing at the end being in particular, but.
2: Well, with, uh, with two characters and their names, I, that was planned ahead well in advance. I feel like with, with Shadow, everything was decided. Like, we have this character, and this is where he's going to end up. Yeah. So I feel like that's architect. Yeah. Um. But going with Neil Gaiman and going with the Sandman series, um, Neil Gaiman has very vocally talked about the first bound uh, issue of um, Sandman, which is Preludes and Nocturnes, and I want to say it's six issues: issues one, two, three, four, and five. He was just flying off the seat of his pants, not knowing where he wanted to go. Hmm. And then he wrote volume six, or issue oh. six. Okay. And issue six, he's just like, oh, oh, this is where I'm going. So he wrote five issues, just like, okay, one after the another after the another. So it was 100% Gardner. And then he gets to issue six. And then he's like, oh, now I have this grand scheme. That's so he gardened missing. into an architect.
0: So that so there's similar to, I mean, a much shorter timeline, but The Expanse, the authors have said that from book two, they knew. Kind yeah. The broad strokes arc of
2: the nine books. Well, because in book one, they had, the protomolecule was there, and the protomolecule... And this yeah, isn't it, a spoiler, but Proto Molecule is there early on. Yeah, it, and, yeah. I mean, it's, it's in the Prolo. Right, it's in, book in the prologue, yes. Yeah, but program, the Proto Molecule like is, two, yeah. is the constant theme and the constant foundation of the entire series. So for them to say, okay, we've got this thing, and in Book 1, they garden it into Book 2, and then from Book 2, they architect the Proto Molecule to Book 9. And there's, I, I, I feel like you can garden into an architect idea and I yeah. feel like most authors will in, that, in, in this large series and, will do that and, and and Jordan does that
0: to a degree with Robert Jordan does that with the Wheel of Time to a degree because when we talked about this on some of the Wheel of Time episodes but his like he only had like a contract or whatever for the first like three books initially right it was gonna be a trilogy right <laughs> which is
2: even Song of Ice and Fire, right, was, Song gonna and fire was gonna
0: be a trilogy
1: yeah <laughs> Uh, so Dune was going to be a trilogy. Yeah, a Dune, Dune was a trilogy for a while. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then and then the weeds started growing. Yeah, <laughs> not right away, but eventually. <laughs> yeah, but,
0: yeah, but w- w- Wheel of Time. I, I feel like he, uh, he, he had like maybe architected, a, somewhat architected the trilogy, and then had a garden like a flower bud for the rest of the series, and then once the rest of the series was going to be a thing, he had, like, guard- architect points and gardened his way to them, but... <laughs> I think that this is a
1: good point at which to say you can't understand everything by these two... Um, no! But it's... The, the, these two concepts.
0: And this... the. the Using architects and guard, this is really an excuse I should just talk about some random stuff that we wanted to, like, touch on. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, 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 always. Right, so as
2: always. fellow yeah. English major, let's talk about archetypes. If we're going to talk about Robert Jordan, we cannot ignore the Christ parable. Because Rand is a Christ figure. He has oh, a yeah. crown of swords. Right. He has the two swords that brand him. Yes. With, R- R- he he, has, he, he, he has in He has the yeah, wound in the. He gets slayed on the back when he in the box. In the box. Yeah. Yes. Without so wound Rand wound is a Christ
0: figure. So more so than and Rand has a lot. Without going into more Wheel of Time stuff, Rand hits more of Rand hits more of those points than even most typical protagonists would.
2: So I feel oh. like Robert Jordan with Wheel of Time was more architect because he knew his main character was going to be a Christ figure and he knew as he was writing these books, he had to get to these certain benchmarks. He needed to get to these certain locations.
1: Wow. every,
2: no. Yes, no. Again, I- like he knew, like again, book two, he gets, Rand gets the, 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 the stigmatas on his hands. Yeah. I mean, like. Right. And like from there, it's like, well, how do I get Rand to get to the next stigmata, and the next stigmata, and the next stigmata? Right. Well, Jordan was writing to get to the next point, and that's architectural writing. It,
0: well, it is, but I, I, I would, the main points I would push back on is, without getting into a lot of spoiler details, really you would hit books seven and stuff that has, once you really hit a lot of the stuff that has nothing to do with that, and it becomes more when the stuff that has nothing to do with that architect type stuff is more abundant than the stuff that does have to do with the architect stuff, that's when you're in the more heavy gardener territory. And that's not a value judgment on architects versus gardeners, that's a in the wheel of time, the stuff that is heavily gardened does not work as well as the stuff that was architected. Yeah, I guess I I just kind of made that statement. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel fairly confident saying that. It's a very broad statement. Like, I'm pretty confident in that.
2: But I I, I would stand by that Wheel of Time is very heavily architectured in the fact that Jordan wanted Rand to be a Christ figure. Yes! And he knew that he needed to find a way to make Rand a Christ figure. And then, after he made him a Christ figure how do I then get to the end of the series? So there might have been a lot of gardening in between, yeah, but there was definitely it. an end goal that he had in mind yeah. from book one. In the
1: same way that, yeah, that um, Perrin is modeled after Thor and uh, Matt is modeled after Odin. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yep,
0: that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that makes sense as far as different... The, the, uh, Jordan... For sure, obviously had the larger, certain larger plot things and more larger character things, which which became the larger outline for the plot centered around like Ran Matt and Wonder Girl stuff. But
2: well, so with Matt though, when did you get the profit? That was the profits was in book three, and like you will lose half the world to yeah. So potential that might
0: spoilers right now. So so
2: maybe Uh, like. Was was Matt a an Odin character in book one or two? He gets the prophecy in four. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. I didn't think it was. I, no, I was gonna say book it, three, it, but he,
0: which he gets because he goes through both sets of door of archways in four.
2: Um, so book one and two, was he an Odin character? He was. Uh, he's more. of... I mean, I would say he's more of a Loki because he's yeah, definitely I was, a trickster, I was, yeah. I was
0: thinking the trickster, but, but
2: um, as soon as he gets the prophecy, and you. And when you finally get to, oh, wait, that's what that means. When he gets that prophecy and the eye thing, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wow. And I 100% believe that in book four, Jordan knew exactly what was going to happen to Matt. But yeah. book yes. one, two, and three, yes. I think I think Matt
0: was. Well, and that's a Wheel of Time's interesting case where I, I feel like book, and we talked about this, Jonathan, book four in certain cases was a, that's where he really started to hit kind of outline more of the larger plot points that he eventually wanted to
2: hit. was it was it book three at the end where Rand is like, I'm the dragon reborn I'm the dragon reborn yes. so yeah I agree because I remember reading that knowing exactly what was going to happen and still getting a little bit of a chill like oh wow yeah so I agree with that um I, I do want to bring this back to the like series versus standalone book I feel like a series and we've gone back and forth Gardner architect Gardner architect. I feel like a series you can't pinpoint to being one or the other. So
0: I would say the thing any I, series. So the f- the first example that comes to mind, and, and this is well, you, we could get in a debate about how much is this a series or is it, is this a meant to be looked at as a single unit? But Lord of the Rings, it, it, because because yeah. Tolkien wanted to write it
2: and no one would publish right, it, yeah. and no one
0: publish it as like a single unit. Is totally
1: a single unit, yeah and, yeah, and that's how I think of it. So, like, I like I, I, I because we're I, talking about the writing process, so how right. so how it's published right now, how it's understood right now means nothing,
0: right? Yeah, like, I, I look at Lord of the Rings as a single unit, and so that's where you, you, you would like and Lord, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, so Lord of the Rings, I would say, is a is super difficult to tell which. How much was architected? How much was? Guarded. I'm, I'm going to say that's
2: one hundred percent architect because uh, he I, knew Frodo was going to throw the ring in.
0: He knew, well, he didn't though. <laughs> Frodo fails his quest. Uh, well, he does. He chooses. He chooses not to throw the ring into the pit. Yeah, like Frodo well, that, fails. Okay, his that quest. is accurate. That yeah, like that's that is what happens.
2: Um. I think then I, I will recant and then say Tolkien knew the ring would get destroyed. Yes. yes.
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely. And, yeah. And that, I, that,
2: then, then I will absolutely. also further and say I think Tolkien knew that Frodo would not, would have a fall from grace. Or, or, and or, or, that, that Sam would be his saving grace and that Gollum. Evil it destroys itself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or evil destroys or, evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: evil. Yeah, evil destroys evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or or, yeah. Or, or, or maybe whether or not he knew specifically that Frodo was going to not choose, like actively choose to not destroy the ring, that like he, like, it, it was very, it was going to be
2: very murky. But I think the rest of the fellowship. I mean, did he know what Legolas and Gimli and and Merry well, were going to do? I uh, as he, as as he set out from like.
0: As an author,
2: before I before I have put any letter to the paper, before I have typed any letter to the page, I think Tolkien knew I have this ring, and this ring is evil, and I'm going to have these underdog, this underdog race end up destroying this ring. Right,
0: you you bow to no one. That right. is what encapsulates, like, kind of the message. So that, I, I that feel like it's
2: architected message. more that way. Yes. Versus, oh, we have this ring, and this ring is evil. Let's see what this character does having this evil, evil right. ring.
0: And, and, and kind of part of the asterisk is that he was, cre- he was creating World of the Rings, writing World of the Rings, he was also creating mythology. There's so much oh, of it yeah. was tied into, like what What? not who is Gandalf what is Gandalf like all this stuff and like I I think relatively early on he knew kind of some of the Gandalf, Frodo and Aragorn stuff I think like you said some of the other specifics of Legolas and Gimli were yeah. maybe not entirely planned out for the beginning but that doesn't really impact like doesn't impact kind of the overarching oh I agree, I agree 100% as much as- <laughs>
1: I think we need to acknowledge also that maybe more than any other writer, the decisions of what to do with characters in the story itself and whether something is architect or gardened is so much more of a tip of the iceberg.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Go on.
1: What? I'm talking about the lore.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just the the history of the entire world. Probably one of my favorite little details. This isn't really... Spoiler per se, but when they're in what's it the um, uh when uh, in, uh they're in the field of like, basically the dead faces. Oh and yeah. Um, I forget what it's called. Um, the
2: what? Sorry, the, the swamps. The, field,
0: the swamps. The field of the dead faces and ghosts. And the candles, like um. Oh, um, what's the, I, I, don't, is I, don't I don't remember. But like, so a photo of Gollum, Spiegel, or what? Are walking through the, the the field of like kind of the dead. Ghosts and like candles and faces, and basically all the co- all the context text that's given is this was a battle that was a battlefield that was fought long dead ago. marshes. Yes, dead marshes. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> this ba- battle was fought long ago here, and like stuff happened, and it was just really awful. But the the main like that's supposed to be those. It is partially the partially just the, uh, Tolkien's writing process. Of all of the faces and like, stuff that they encounter, are kind of re- that whole section is representative of, of Tolkien looking back on his dead friends from World War Two. Yeah, like what? Which, but, or, or the, what? What? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is like whoa. So, like in that yeah. sense. When you're reading that and especially knowing that does it really matter like you said in that context what specific character decisions Tolkien <laughs> that had in is mind
1: a, that <laughs> is a different kind of foundation right yeah
0: well that, sure. that, that's I'm, I that's what I'm just saying is kind of just one kind of example and that's not even mythological like what as you said with some of the lore that you get into with Tolkien well
2: so let, let's go with Tolkien and let's go with World War One, and let's go with British authors let's talk about the Narnia series yes I <laughs> but Talking Arch- about... That was architected several thousand years before he
0: was writing it. But the here's head. the
2: thing. So, there are two ways to read the series. So, the first book he published was Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Right. And yeah. I grew up reading Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian... The publication order. Yeah, the publication yeah. order. But then you can read it in the no, chronological order, no, no which is... Not spoiler. sorry. Yeah, on. but the fact that you can read it in, like, Magician's Nephew being book one, it's right. like...
0: Cause that's because that's which it, which should like, be it should be book six, but it's Genesis. It's the, it's 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 literally Genesis. why. So but, I uh... I Narnia is one where I go by author's intent of chronological order. I, I I under this is a semantics thing, and I totally understand why some people might. People would prefer publication order, but which is definitely is Genesis. And so however, I, so but, if we're going intent. with publication well,
2: Yeah, yeah. But if we're going with publication, so early on, Lucy goes to the wardrobe and she meets Mr. Tumnus at the lamppost. Yeah. The lamppost and that's book one. The lamppost in publication order isn't explained until book six. Right. yeah. So, yeah, okay, as yeah. an architect, did Charles Staples, Staples Lewis know where that lamppost came? No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, well, I, I would generally think
1: not. So, so he so he just, where that lamppost came. He, he means, did he write so ex- on it in book six? <laughs> well, because so, in book yeah. six,
2: he explains where the lamppost comes from. Oh. I've only one, re- I've
1: only read up to book five okay so in
2: book one <laughs> there's wild, just a lamppost yep. in book six publication order you you find out where the lamppost comes from I see yeah I see what you're saying but if there's there's a an alternative version to read them in chronological order which is book six happens first so in book six the lamppost gets established. And then in book yeah. two, which is language in the wardrobe... Oh, the, yeah, the lamppost. Oh, yeah, from the last book I read, that's where the lamppost... Yeah, that's really cool. The lamppost is still there. Yeah. But that's only one small part. There's a the lot part. more, though. Because oh, well, so the main antagonist of book one it's, it's, it's is also the main antagonist. Jadis, Jadis yeah. is the also way in way, book yeah. four and book six. It's,
0: it's his double analog.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, Or, or Jadis
1: and,
0: and book two. Yeah, yeah, and
1: book two,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah a yeah. little book yeah What
0: do you mean, well so she's definitely in, in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe well
2: yeah but well Lion, for me Lion,
0: I mean, Witch the Witch, and the Wardrobe is book one well okay Prince Castine is right, book that's two that's fine we'll use the names of the books in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe she literally oh is she ten, yes she's a temptress for Edmund
2: yeah but she's also yeah. the antagonist of book four The Silver Chair right which is yes. book four um, she's, and
0: she's a snake yes <laughs> so she's even more in that book so she's even more but she's like, also
2: the antagonist yeah. of The Magician's Nephew
0: Yes. Yeah. I, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. So here's the thing, because so many of the plot elements, uh, well, let's just stick it with with Narnia, with Book One and Book Six, <laughs> or uh, um, let's uh, Lion Witch, in the wardrobe and Magician's nephew. I, I, do have, so... to, I have to. have
1: to interject in, interject this question. What's the title of Episode One of Star Wars? The Phantom Menace. Menace. Right? Did that come out first? <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> However.
2: Kind this of, is a little bit different because. Wait, hold on! No, wait,
0: wait, no, I want to hear what Like,
1: I, I just want to I'm, I'm done. What, that,
2: no. I think that speaks for But itself. Yes, yeah. but but Charles Lewis mm-hmm. put them in publication order. I don't believe he had any sort of commentary on putting them in chronological order. Oh, okay. So that that's fair. I that's, like he did not put out line which in the wardrobe and say this is book
0: two. Yes. Okay. That that. That that's fair. I still like viewing it just because narratively and biblically because ultimately
1: it's like biblical more than almost any other sci-fi. Wait, thing. did Lucas say that New Hope was episode 4? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. You like yes. The, the
2: scrolling text? says episode four. Well, I mean,
0: well and, uh, even when he was writing the original trilogy, he kind of knew he he, th- he kind of thought of it as a trilogy of trilogies, where he was going to do four, or five, six, maybe eventually do one, two, three, and eventually, eventually, do some version of seven,
1: eight. No. Well, why did he, why did it take him like 15 20 years to ask
2: George? I... Yeah, and, and so <laughs> so I have thing. no clue. And, 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 as a quick tangent. As a kid in elementary school, um, I was very cognizant that this was a nine part series. So, hmm. probably like circa yeah. 1985, 1986, I was aware that this was a nine part series. So, it was well established that yeah. it was going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven,
0: eight, nine. No, I was also like, we're all like pretty in. Tune and varying degrees of nerddom, and so like we we might be aware of certain things like that, whereas people that aren't, kind of that might not have been the common.
1: Um, Wait, just, you're saying you're saying that George Lucas had an idea of of, of seven, yes, eight, and nine, he, and they yes. and they
2: still no, took was, nothing
1: from him. No, no, no. Wow. no, no, no. Well, here,
2: well, let's go back to the the premise: organic versus mechanical, gardener versus architecture. Did George Luke, Lucas say, oh, I'm going to start this at episode four, and like, wouldn't it be cool if there's, like, three episodes before and three episodes after? No,
0: but he did say Joseph Campbell says X, Y, Z, and so at some point... Yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm not, not, I'm not, not right.
1: commenting on... I'm kind of changing tacks by saying that, like, this... this You saying that makes me really surprised that... I mean, they, they, they did... They didn't take anything. They, they didn't take any of his, like... Pretty... Uh, thoughts. Like, he yes. must have had thoughts about 7 through 9.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure he did. <laughs> I, I I have no idea whether or not they took any sort of... I heard that he was a consultant on, like, on 9. To what degree and what parts he consulted on, I have no clue. But... <laughs> yeah, so... But, I, but, like, there was some sort of... At least germ of an idea of this is what I vaguely want to explore in 7, 8, and 9. V- however vague that was, I, I-, I have no clue. <laughs> okay. Um, as much as
2: I know about Star Wars, I don't. That is not in my... And <laughs> <I don't laughs> again, like anecdotally, no, that... as, as someone who was six years old in 1986, I just knew... That the Star Wars series was nine episodes, and I don't know how I knew that, but I knew that.
0: Maybe I, I wouldn't know that until I was older. But yeah, <laughs> it didn't pop culture. Yeah, but like, yeah, uh, yeah. But go, go <laughs> back to the, just the Narnia uh, thing of. I, I, I don't... I, I, I totally get that. Did did C.S. Lewis think when he wrote with No Wardrobe, this is book two but book four? Probably not. I still like... This is not really expressly argued... Well, I guess it's kind of related, but I like to view it as chronological just because it fits well that way. But I also get, like, why people would, not view, would want to view publication order-wise. But... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I am I'm with I'm I think I'm with you on I think it also matters like we're No, that doesn't matter. Um what matters to me is like what what does the author want to leave us with. Hmm. Okay. What what how do they want it to be and I'm like, okay, I think I want to be like considered as far as like what I want it to look like at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's where I'm coming from
2: and and Going back to the architect versus gardener, going with the C.S. Lewis, Lionless in the Wardrobe can be as a read as a single book, and you don't need anything else. Magician's Nephew can be read as a single book. Horse and His Boy can be yes. read. Silver Chair can be read as single books, and that's it. Prince However, Ca- Prince, cannot, right,
0: Prince Caspian cannot. Right, Prince Caspian and
2: Voyage of the Dawn Treader right, and yeah, Last Dawn Battle. Dawn. So four of the seven books can be read as individual books. And you're not missing anything. Whereas three of the seven books, and again, the fact that Prince Caspian and Voyage of the Dawn Treader are immediate sequels to Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, and then Last Battle is, is just the culmination of the entire series. Right. That might make it feel more gardener than Architect?
0: Oh, I... Yes, I I also don't know enough about. Uh, yeah, I I'm inclined to think with just Lewis that, yes, definitely, generally more architect, garden, or, or sorry, more gar- I think architect in the sense of there were certain particularly biblical things that he eventually wanted to explore, and he kind of de- started to develop a framework for how
1: he wanted to do it as he went along. Mm-hmm. I think that ulti- I, I would say he's a gardener ultimately. Because yeah. At yeah. the end of the day, he, yeah. he did not know it would turn out in the yeah. order
0: that it yep. turned out. Yep. No, that, made, that makes sense. <clears throat> or the order that people prefer it. Right.
1: Yes. Is that the ultimate? Well, I, mean, we don't, I, I
2: don't. Again, I, I would have to look that up, but I don't think that he sanctioned doing it in chronological order. Well, I
1: don't think he's
0: sanctioned, going back to a job. I don't know. Maybe he did sanction it. What he prefers it to be looked at one way or another. But the question would be going back to what John was saying mm-hmm. about what. How does he want it to be viewed in the end?
1: Mm-hmm. And even if even if we forget how he wants it to be viewed, it is now. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like. Presented as, you know, Magician's nephew is number one. Yes, that's like it didn't work out the (laughs) way
2: he intended. Again, whereas I say Lion Witch of the Wardrobe is book one, and Magician's nephew is book six. Which Mm -hmm. Lion Witch of the Wardrobe was the first book that
0: that I ever experienced? Mm -hmm. So, like, I and
2: there's something to be said for enjoying the series in both ways.
0: Well, well, I mean, and we're also going into (laughs) Star Wars stuff. But Star Wars, I have more. I Star Wars, I have a. Your first viewing should be release order. After that, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyways, um, any other? Uh, the only other series, series-wise, I would want, like maybe touch on Kingkiller and that. Uh, Rothfuss has architected. He Rathus has always thought of it of the Kingkiller Chronicle as the story, meaning he's known. The large points of what he wants to get across. He's, he's very much architect, right? Since he started, he is very much architect. But then you get into how he writes some of it, and some of it feels somewhat gardener.
2: That 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 can be said for any writing aspect. Okay, that's true. <laughs> like that's true. I want to get from point A to point B. Right. Architect filling in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: He he's he's so much of an architect that he hasn't just painted himself into a quarter. He shut himself into a windowless room. <laughs> That's
0: it's funny. funny because because it's true. Yeah, say, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
2: Yeah. I think ultimately, and, and this might be a conversation for another time, I feel like the architect gardener conversation would be better focused on standalone individual books And in the fantasy sci-fi world, that's hard to come by sometimes. Yeah. And that's why I brought up Slaughterhouse-Five, and I'm I'm hard-pressed to think, outside of Vonnegut, anything that really stands out. I mean, I haven't...
0: There's probably... Like, like, I haven't read any of his stuff, but I would imagine (laughs) some
2: Terry Pratchett is probably... You could probably pick out... Well, he did Discworld, and Discworld is, like, a massive world, but...
1: Yeah, I... um, I know you said that a few times but now that I think about it I actually disagree I think it's harder to tell with a single book because the, if it's an architect then the building blocks are so subtle that
2: I, I think I would have personally have a harder time picking them out so I, I, I wasn't going to say it was easier to decide I think it makes for a better argument and better conversation because like, there's more debate to be had Because I feel like with the series, Mm -hmm. we end up saying, like, well, there's elements of both. Right. Whereas a single book, you can, like, you can dig your heels into the ground and say, like, no, clearly he was organic. Clearly he was a gardener because from, like, the first 50 pages nothing in the first 50 pages has anything to do with the culmination of the dating Ma.
1: If nothing else, because you can sustain being a gardener or being an architect for that long. Yes. Right, yes. yeah, well, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I would generally agree with that as far as the conversation goes.
1: Well, next time, then. Yeah, next, next time. time. Um, all
0: right. Well, yeah, this has been a very into the weeds... <laughs> <laughs> all because
1: unintended. <laughs>
0: Yeah, pun intended. Yeah, pun in, sure. Pun intended. Well, clearly not. Yeah, which is good because we don't often get to like do more of these broader like we're usually more so focused onto a single book or a part of a book. <laughs> That's <was> the <laughs> case yeah, right, I didn't even get either. to
2: bring up Surgeon's Law, and I was so hoping to do that. <laughs> well, okay. you have now. Right well, well, you have I mean, now. Next next you conversation. Yeah, next so. next topic.
0: <laughs> All right. Until well, so then, this has been. The echo of and again one of another topical discussion about art. Well, we say architects and gardeners, and then have a conversation about how it almost doesn't matter. And <laughs> 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 but anyways, all right, us, uh, Swear, so we host Johnny and John, and guest star Tim. Yeah, uh, and thanks
1: for listening. Okay, so what I would say that about it about that is the Stormlight Archive talks a lot about Journey versus Destination the Dark Tower is all about <laughs> Journey versus Destination it is what you, yes the, the whole series is predicated upon uh, a destination being the thing to go towards to and it. it's what it's all about and you eventually get to it and it means nothing
0: Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, yeah. That's fair. The Dark Tower didn't make me cry ever. But that's... (laughs) That's not (laughs) what I said. It's not what you said. It's not what you said. So, last
2: night we were talking about one of my favorite books is a book called Gravity's Rainbow. And the main character is on this massive quest to uh, to prevent this massive attack and fails. And then the last... The, the end of the book is basically him being like, yeah, I failed. Nothing I could do could prevent this attack. So you saying, like, hey, it just ended up happening is very much a part of Gravity's Rainbow. It's very rare that you have a book where you have the protagonist at the very end fail and
1: lose. Mm-hmm. Where, well, And Duck Tower des- technically does well,
0: You, you, you just say that he... Inst- from a certain point of view achieves his goal of reaching the top of the Dark Tower but then
1: (laughs) yeah yeah he he does he does he does he does does. does succeed yeah he does succeed success ain't what he thought it would be right yeah (laughs) yes yeah yeah